Hello everybody, my friend's trying for January, what should I do? You're listening to Vegan Talk with me, Anthony. And me, Julie. Welcome everyone, this is our new Vegan Talk show, or we say new, Julie, we're sort of rebadging something that already existed, aren't we? Yes, in our first 15 or so episodes of Vegan Week, we followed our discussion of the week's news with a more in-depth conversation about one issue. What we've done now is give these deeper discussions their own show so you can find them more easily. Yes, and this means that if you're new to the show and deeper discussions are what you like, there's already loads out there on our previous episodes. So if you go to any of our shows released between September and December 2023, if you skip to around 40, 45 minutes in, you'll reach the part where we get to our focused discussion section. The title for each discussion matches the show title. So as you'll be able to see, we already have shows in the feed discussing whether children should be shown graphic animal agriculture footage and what to do when vegans go too far. And also the issue of veganism and pregnancies, as well as reviews of Chicken Run 2 and the documentary Nowhere to Run. Yes, but you didn't come here to hear about our previous episodes. Today, we are discussing veganuary and specifically, what do we do as vegans if someone we know is trying veganuary? Yes, well, let's start this off. Has anyone been in this situation before? Well, thank you for asking, Julie. Yes, I definitely have been. I was thinking before we started the recording, I've definitely had four or five either friends or work colleagues who I've known at the time decide that they're going to do veganuary, that January is the time when they've said, right, I'm going to give this vegan thing a go, or I'm going to try this veganuary thing a go. And I think it's, I think it's fair to say, Julie, isn't it? Before we start, like we need to draw the distinction between being vegan and and trying veganuary. There's, there's quite a big difference, isn't there? Yes, there is. And I didn't know much about Veganuary until I was reading around for this episode and I've often wondered why there was such a confusion among people I know about plant-based and vegan and all the rest of it. Some people just don't seem to realise that there are distinctions and they get a wee bit muddled about terminology. So I think Veganuary might have a bit to answer for with this. So they're very clear on their website that it is, and I quote, trying a vegan diet. Whereas obviously veganism is not, it's a, it's a justice movement. Mm. It cannot be reduced down to diet only. There are many aspects to it. Um, so diet being one of them, admittedly, but it's definitely not the whole thing. So a vegan diet does not veganism make. So yeah, definitely. I mean, you couldn't try a, a stance of compassion, I don't think. It's, it's not realistic to describe it in that way, I don't think. And it would be difficult to imagine being compassionate about something purely for one month and then seeing how you go after that it just it wouldn't really fit so yeah we're talking here about veganuary which is all about people trying a vegan diet and even on the website they 
they cite that it is about a greener planet, lower food bills. Well, let's hope so, but it's not guaranteed. Um, better health, again, depends how you do it. And then kindness to animals is their final sort of point. So, yeah, that's the level we're kind of talking about and easy, accessible, as long as we call it what it is, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think living in a non-vegan world, sometimes the, the ways in which people are going to come across this way of living, this different outlook on life, it might be something that, that can be seen as quite reductionist in something like Veganuary or Meat Free Monday or whatever whatever first opens people's eyes to it, that can be seen as a good thing. Like you say, it's it's not the whole package, but for a lot of people it is getting some awareness out there, isn't it? And I think that's what I've experienced when I've, like I say, probably got half a dozen friends, co-workers who have said to me, oh, I'm, I'm doing Veganuary this year. And I have to say personally, my reaction then has been one of a... <laughs> Of a desperate vegan with not many vegan friends going, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Oh my goodness, I'm going to have someone else to to rally about social justice issues with and yeah. to share my tofu with and things like this. And, and one of actually getting arguably too excited and and jumping the gun here because, like you say, it's um it's the very 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 start, isn't it? Really, something like this. It it, it doesn't mean that somebody's you know a, a fully hardened vegan and and definitely going to live that way for the rest of their life or whatever but that has been my my response i mean can i ask you julie if if someone you worked with your next door neighbor whatever said oh you're you're vegan julie i'm um i'm doing this for january this this year what what would your initial response your or what's going on in your head and then what are you oh, doing out yeah, loud what's going on <laughs> in my head and what's coming out my mouth are going to be two different things in that scenario <laughs> In my head, I'm going to be taking a deep breath and I'm going to be bracing myself and trying to be as tolerant of things that might be coming my way from that person that might jar with me a bit as someone who is actually vegan. So, yes, overall, I would be positive in my response, but I think not really letting them off the hook too much either about reminding them about what they are doing exactly. If they are trying a vegan diet, that's brilliant because any reduction in demand for violence and abuse against animals, absolutely, however small, has to be applauded because there are too many people out there, and I was talking to one just the other day, who said, that the amount that they consumed of these products was so small that to not do it would not make any difference whatsoever. And I said, it absolutely would make a difference. It does make a difference if you did it. It really, please don't ever think that. Everything we consume, everything we buy creates a demand to mm. fill that gap. Every single thing. It's a message to to producers, to vendors about what we will accept, what we will buy. So, yes. So any reduction in demand is useful and helpful, but it is a bit of a missed opportunity if people stop there 
if you like. And it's also not going to be likely to be much of a permanent change for the animals, because this is what it's for, if it is purely approached as a kind of experimental kind of tentatively seeing if it's tasty mm, yeah. to opposing violence and abuse and choosing to live in peace and in a respectful relationship with animals so yeah it's it's interesting because I think the numbers would both agree and disagree with you there in that I think a lot of people a large proportion of people who do veganuary quotes try veganuary try a vegan diet don't end up being vegan for the rest of their lives however a significant proportion do now whether they would be the people that the people who are successful quote unquote of then you know becoming vegan for the rest of their lives and and viewing things from a, a social justice point of view whether they would have done that regardless of whether veganuary existed or not that's maybe a separate question for us to discuss but like there's certainly a significant number of people who do who you, you know you'll say when did you go vegan oh it was veganuary 2017 2017 2017 and you know these are people who are now staunch animal rights activists so it, it can go both ways can't it what i'm quite enjoying is the fact that we seem to have nicely balanced but quite different initial responses to this in that my my initial response is oh my goodness this is so exciting and actually almost putting myself in a vulnerable position by by putting pinning too many hopes on people I've, I've certainly had that a, a good friend said she was going to do veganuary this was maybe five or six years ago and my, my happiness throughout the whole month of january was almost dependent on like what she had for dinner you know could she stick oh. to this and, and things like this because i so desperately wanted her to experience what i experienced and and to see the world that way and i think you know i don't want to paint too much of a sob story but i think sometimes it, it can be quite lonely as a vegan can't it thinking mm -hmm. i'm the only one who's seeing the world this way wouldn't it be wonderful if my close mm -hmm. friends and family felt this way too so kind of having a very good friend say they were going to do it too and you know i think she's stuck with veganuary but then some point in march just started to get back on the cheese or whatever and by getting too excited and becoming too overbearing with it it can it can hurt yourself can't it so i'm i'm liking <laughs> i'm uh, i should be clear the main victims of course are the other animals but it's um it's good to have perhaps a, a balance of excitement and uh unhealthy skepticism too but i think if if it is a bit lonely sometimes being the only vegan in the village it's actually a worse feeling being a vegan among people who say that they are vegan when they are yeah clearly not and you just you know it just kind of jars as i said earlier to put it politely with you i think that's worse in a way so yes. i have seen an awful lot of people pay lip service to this justice movement and so i am cynical really yeah. um so that's why i just have a bit of a kind of sharp intake of breath when i hear somebody announce that they are um vegan i will name no names here but <laughs> there was a person um who i am related to <laughs> <laughs> Narrowing down all the time <laughs> <laughs> who 
watched a film called The Game Changers. Is that yep. right? Um, and phoned me up, I think. It was the phone call with text. I don't know. I'm, I'm going vegan. You know, this is... And it started to tell me <laughs> about how good it was for you and blah, blah, blah. But it, it was very self-focused, I have to say. So that made me sceptical. Um, but, but this person was adamant that no animal products were being consumed ever again and that that was veganism to them and that was what was happening in their life and that was going to be it from now on. And, you know, I was getting lectures about this, that and the other, about food or whatever. And that didn't last, surprisingly. Mm. Yeah. Because when something comes from a motivation that is self-centered, and I don't mean that in a nasty way, but just about self, yeah. then if somebody sells somebody something on the basis that this will be good for you, and that's all the selling point is, then as soon as something else comes along that is presented to that person that is good for them, they'll mm. just go and chase that, even if it's in opposition to the first thing. And so that, it, it does not come from a place that veganism comes from, if you like. So that change is just very likely to change again to fall down and to revert or to go on to some other trend or whatever so yeah i am skeptical and especially because again in the documentary that i <laughs> shouted at my phone watching on the veganuary site they did well, they were open about the fact we want to make I don't know if they said veganism or whether they said eating vegan or whatever, but whatever they called it, they wanted to make it trendy. And again, that mm. rang alar alarm bells with me because trends come and go by, you know, definition. And there's always a sort of backlash to them as well. But they are transient things. And what we need for the animals is not transience at all. We need the opposite. Yeah. Well, it needs to be the norm, doesn't it? I yeah. mean, like you say, trend is the, the opposite of what's needed. It, yeah. ne it needs to be a, an unquestioned norm that, that everyone subscribes to, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. I think, being again a bit more sceptical, that the whole veganuary juggernaut will be a nice earner for this couple for the span of their career, they're in middle age-ish already. So that will see them out and that'll be fine. But I don't know how long lasting it will really be. Um, and again, that's not what the animals need. But if it has reduced consumption overall, I don't know that it has. I don't know what the figures are or whether the carnists out there are just going, I quite like these uh, veggie burgers too. I think I'll have one of them and I'll have, you know. <laughs> they're maybe doing, you know, that as well. I don't know because there does seem to be as well a bit of an emphasis on they're very proud of the fact of all these new products that have come out as a result mm. of veganuary. Well, I don't know, to be honest, how 
joyful I feel about the fact that perhaps now there are 10,000 different varieties of fake meat sausage or something. I don't know that we needed these things. They don't really seem that wholesome to me. And well, a lot of the food's very processed and overpackaged. Well, especially when the vast majority of them are no longer for sale on February the 1st, when, when all the supermarkets ditch their veganuary range again. But anyway, let, let's let's focus on the people then who are saying, right, I'm, I'm giving this a go. I want to I want to try being vegan. I want to try having a vegan diet, whether or not we think that that might be misguided or it might be shallow, it might be reductionist. There are people who are saying, right, I want to want to give this a go. There's a case for not getting involved and for leaving somebody to it and saying, okay, well, you know where I am if, if, if you need any support. There's also a case for being incredibly encouraging and, you know, sending lots of unsolicited advice and saying, have you seen this new place that you can go here or here are my top tips if if it's if it's you in this situation julie what would you do in that instance is it going to depend on the person is yeah. it going to depend on what they've asked yeah. from you the spirit in which they've yeah. raised this yes yes if someone were to come to me you know genuinely looking to nail this and that's the reason they're you know coming to me because they want to do and they want to keep going with it or not go back to whatever they were doing with their diet previously then absolutely I would take my lead from them about how best to support them through that and I think I've probably got a couple of different strategies up my sleeve for helping depending on what it is they're toiling with Um, so if they were just thinking that everything they're cooking seems way too complicated. I could totally understand that because I looked at the recipes for veganuary and I would not have tried any of them. They, they, do you know what? I, My partner and I had these high-minded plans of, oh, veganuary 2024, let's do their meal plan and we'll see yeah. how. No way, way too much work. Like it's, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's great to have a resource of recipes they've got loads yeah. of recipes up there that's fab but not not like if that's your day-to-day for 31 days like the, yeah. I don't I think anyone could it. do that I couldn't have faced it I am um, no it would not have been for me but again as we've said in a previous episode I'm a self-confessed lazy slut in the kitchen <laughs> but I can pride myself on I can make really nice food and I can get a popular dish and lazy slutinize it with no (laughs) loss of flavor but actually just cut out some of the stuff that does not need to be in there you don't need 15 different ingredients to make a nice curry or whatever so if the friend was coming to me because the recipes in veganuary were making their head whirl and they did not have easy access to I don't know, lemongrass or something where they were living or whatever, then I am a great resource for lazy slut ideas for Mm. making food super fast. I have this maxim, if it takes longer to make it than you are going to take eating it, you've got to have a think about that. So my food's super fast um, so that I can help with. If they are wobbling because they maybe are losing the motivation 
in some way about mm. why it's important to not consume animal products and about stopping the demand for these things, then I think I would, again, I would just couch it to where they were at. A quick flick through my mobile phone gallery yeah. <laughs> would probably help with that one. I've got some stuff on there that would put anybody off consuming animal products, I think. So... Um, and I've done that. I have used that where I felt people were ready for it, where I felt that there was complacency. Um, tactics would depend on the situation, but I think I'm, I've, I can cover the spectrum, really. Yeah, it's it's important to to meet people where they're at. I know that's a cliche, but I, I can think of someone I, I used to work with and we'd worked together for a little while and she said she... You know, she was interested in learning more about veganism. And the first thing we did was walk around a supermarket together and just like look at what was vegan and and how I found out because I think that the thing she was wanting was was practical tips on what well, what what do I buy then? Like what can I use? And that, I think that was more understanding what makes a product plant based and what makes it not. Whereas, like you say, other other people are going to need different different things, aren't they? I think something that that rings true to me is something we covered a couple of months ago and it was a, a study looking at why more men weren't vegan and what affects uh, what makes it more or less likely that a man is going to stick with a certain lifestyle or a certain set of beliefs and a lot of it was to do with how their peers view them now you can look at men in quite a disparaging way with, with that that actually it's more important what our friends think than what's actually true or or anything like that but nonetheless having acceptance from a buddy and i'm sure that's not purely gendered you know it it, it will ex extend to an extent to, to a to anyone actually feeling like you've got somebody that's saying oh you you're doing that are you oh okay that's that's good. That's that's a good start, you know. Even even just something like that, I think can can make a positive impact. But like you say, so long as that's not just a carte blanche. Well, anything you do is good enough. Then we've got to be careful not not to water down our expectations. I think. But it's. Do you think? I mean, we're we're maybe moving on to more detailed points here. Do you think there's a time and a place for certain bits of information? In that, I'm thinking of when I, I showed this work colleague around the supermarket, I made the call at the time not to go into, well, actually, that cereal, that breakfast cereal there contains vitamin B something or other, and you can't be guaranteed that that's completely plant-based. I made the call that, do you know what? She's just starting off. Let's and Maybe, maybe that's patronising, but mm -hmm. let's go for things that are clearly black and white. That's definitely vegan that looks like it's not and we won't go into the minutiae of things that are a bit more not nuanced but they require a, maybe a bit more knowledge is there an argument for for introducing those things later and holding holding back some knowledge or is that just really patronizing i think judge it some mm. people would want to know up front because perhaps they might buy that cereal i think it's the vitamin d that is the thing that yeah. is non-vegan um, in some cases, and then they would maybe say to you, I will have well wish I'd known or whatever. Yes. So well, maybe ask yeah. the question then, isn't it? Like mm -hmm. saying like there are there are some things that are going to require a bit more detailed knowledge, um, yeah. like e numbers and blah blah, blah like 
do you want to go into that now or like <laughs> do you want to ask me about that next week or something like that just meeting people where they are yeah and i think it's better to stay on the safer ground with these things i suppose maybe i am unusual in that nothing i really eat has any of these kind of are they aren't they weird additive things going on in them you know i mean it's um a, a vegetable is a vegetable um but then having said that there is controversy over avocados and bees isn't there so yeah it, well uh, and and yeah. sprays on sprays on fruit for example um i mean when i when i was running a vegan food business we came to the point that we we wouldn't use orange zest because we couldn't guarantee where we were buying it from that it hadn't been sprayed with something that might contain an animal derivative mm. i don't necessarily think that's going to be a conversation i'm having with someone on their first day of trying plant-based eating no, personally no I maybe, maybe that's totally cowardly of me no not at all i'm with you on that i'm definitely with you on that i think it is just a question of judge it according to the person and what they are used to having as well if there's someone who doesn't even buy breakfast cereal half the time then you know i mean it's maybe <laughs> just not even worth going into that but because i think any change i was not a baby stepper i mm. was not a transitioner in this for me it was absolutely you know effortless to mm. avoid animal products to the point that they really repulse me. But I do recall, though, in the first two weeks, and I had forgotten this when I was interviewed before about it, that I was told that, you know, you would sort of lose the taste or whatever. And it's right, my revulsion towards meat was already dormant I think it was kind of there but after a couple of weeks it was really strong I felt mm. it was stronger so I think other people possibly will experience that as well I think if you are if you were encouraging anybody to adopt some kind of quite radical change in their lifestyle and particularly in their diet I don't know I've actually never been on a diet diet in my life but um you would be trying to start with what they're already doing and just modify it. Um, so as long as you weren't compromising, but, you know, if they're always having the thing that's got the vitamin D in it, you might find a cereal that's the same cereal that does not have that additive. Mm. It's not that difficult. So, yeah, there might just be a bit of that. Meet them where they're at. Do you do you think that there is an element to which if, if we're calling ourselves animal advocates and people who believe in animal rights, is there an extent to which it's our job, it's our duty to notice people who are on the precipice of, of being interested in in this way of life too, this belief system, this way of looking at the world, noticing them where they are and encouraging them? to take steps and looking out for them and showing them what breakfast cereals they can have and encouraging them or, or actually do we need to be a bit more stoic and say like this is your business this is something you need to come to in your own time in your own way I can't make you view the world in a certain way because there's pros and cons of both isn't there and I, I know a lot of people I think and I include myself here 
out of guilt for what humankind does to non-human animals that I want to do everything I can to help reverse that and avoid that. And so that does give me more of an inclination to almost become unsolicited sponsors of people who are doing veganuary and saying, yeah, come on, you can do it. Come on, I'll help you. But actually, I don't know, I'm repeating myself here, but like, in a sense, if it's none, it's none of our business, is it? That, that's that's someone else's journey they're going on. Well, yes and no. If it was anything else, I would absolutely agree with you. But in the back of my mind, I always remember that the animals here do not have a voice. They do not have the ability to try and persuade us to stop abusing and killing them and their kind. So the only people who are in a position to do that is us. And if it was me in the crate in the factory farm or you know i would want whoever could speak up for me to speak up for me so that's how i yes yes no i i think i agree with you i think that's where where i come down to but it it then makes it more difficult doesn't it because we have to work out the nuance and the 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 different ways of of doing this effectively and 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 that's going to vary for everybody isn't it Mm -hmm. It's going to vary, but Absolutely. all the more important yeah. to be having discussions like this, I suppose. So let's let's take veganuary as an example. Then, so we've we've got this hypothetical friend, work colleague, neighbour, family member, whatever, who's said, right, I'm going to do veganuary, and they're they're sticking to it. And then it comes mm-hmm. towards the end of veganuary, and we've got several possibilities there, haven't we? There's someone who says, right, I've done that, great, back to the meat and two veg, or we've got someone who says, that was great, I think I'm going to carry on. What's our role there? I've, I've asked several questions at once, Julie. Pick, pick one and roll with it and we'll, we'll go from there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think our role is if they have achieved that first month, absolutely, to express our gratitude that that amount of peaceful eating has happened. And I suppose to then find out if they are interested in actually embrace embracing veganism not just a vegan diet are they interested in any other aspect of this um are they going to continue their vegan diet um but if they are you know to then get down to a bit more of the nitty-gritty about well would they like to be a vegan would they like to embrace some of the other things that may need to change maybe at that point though Maybe the diet was the only thing that was separating them from being a vegan. Who knows? They could always have been someone who resisted using toiletries or products that have been tested on animals or contain animals. You just do not know. I know that in my um, previous incarnation as a vegetarian, I think just because of the time that I went in the like beginning of the 80s, anti-vivisection was a big thing Mm. so I was already a hundred percent on board with that a really big part of my knowledge base at age of 12 was about vivisection and but not about the dairy industry it's just the way that the information had been given to me at that age so I didn't know about the dairy industry the way I do now but I did know about experiments on animals and the LD50 test and all of that so people might have all kinds of elements already there that they might not have even connected like I didn't connected all them up and thought well actually that amounts to 
you know, this. It's just this one bit needs to change and then I'm there kind of thing. So I think helping people to take stock and find out where they want to go next and helping to raise awareness of the areas where there there's capacity for them to know a wee bit more and choose perhaps to not buy into the animal abuse that is behind that particular aspect of life really well yeah absolutely and and the learning continues forever doesn't it i mean i i got an email from a listener this week talking about vegan jewellery and how a lot of jewellery is not vegan in terms of the materials but also the techniques and tools that are used and you know I've been vegan for over 13 years I've never even really considered that never thought about it didn't know anything about it thankfully I was sent a very informative blog piece about it so there's always things to learn but also I think as well and and this is this is much further down the line potentially than a you know a month into somebody's journey beginning but there's how your vegan identity and need for support can can change i think in that the phenomena of being a vegan let's say somebody you know really adopts the lifestyle and the the approach to life and really embodies that way of looking at the world you then have the phenomena of being a vegan in a non-vegan world and what that can do to you psychologically mm-hmm. there's the the oft found response to opening your eyes to or the exploitation that goes on to animals and the angry, disbelieving response to that and and people wanting to convince anyone and everyone that will listen that, that you know, this is awful and something needs to be done about it right now. And that's I think that's something that a lot of people go through in their very early days of, of veganism. In, in, I include myself in quite a tactless way sometimes, not necessarily the most strategic, efficient way. Like those can be things that people need support with further down the line too so it's it's keeping an eye on those things i think as well isn't it and that the more support we can give people as as more seasoned vegans i think mm. the better isn't it what what about if somebody gets to the end of that month of of veganuary or challenge 22 or any any of these sort of time bound challenges if you like mm. and say that's great i'll um you know that's fab. Back to the meat and two veg. Might give it a go again next year. In that Veganuary do an exit survey. We we looked at it in, I think, September or October this year. And the vast majority of people who do it say, oh, I'd definitely be up for doing that again, even though most people doing it don't become vegan off the back of it. They say, oh, I'll do that again next mm-hmm. year. How we're yeah. responding then as as vegans? Like, what are our options then? If they think they've tried veganism, though, they haven't. Veganism is based on a moral stance, and that's not something you change for a month to see if you like it. The Veganuary website, though, it seems to use the terms following a vegan diet, veganism, and being plant-based interchangeably. I personally object to people using the word vegan inappropriately, because I feel it's detrimental to the cause and it downplays the suffering of animals. Um, When folk enter into the conversation about um, consuming animal products or not, and then their concerns that are uppermost in their mind are things like their taste buds or something like that, When an animal's life's involved, that is just upsetting to listen to. There's no other way about it. 
Um, it, it just feels like their lives are being trivialised. And yes, I am sad when folk don't keep going after trying Veganuary because it's animals' lives we're talking about. It's not like they're just not managing the press-ups every day challenge or something. Um, it's not some kind of fitness challenge. Um, the fact is that when anybody doesn't live a vegan lifestyle, sadly, they are knowingly or unknowingly contributing to the abuse and slaughter of animals and they're even fueling more of it. Um, so I'm not being precious about anything uh, apart from animals' lives, actually. Yeah, I have to say, when I've had a, a work colleague, a, a different work colleague, who is now a staunch vegan advocate. You know, she's out campaigning every weekend, but she tried Veganuary when we worked together. And I was remember being really nervous, thinking, if this person does Veganuary, says this wasn't for me, this was a load of old rubbish, that's going to reflect on me. Like, of course, it doesn't have to reflect on me. Why should it? But that's what my head was doing. This was someone who was very well known in my in my workplace, you know, well thought of, much, much more so than me. And I thought, well, if, you know, if this person fails at Veganuary or says our oh, veganism's a load of rubbish, even though, like you say, Julie, they've not they've not been vegan, they've just quote tried Veganuary. Like that's going to reflect mm. really badly on on veganism and on you know, less mm. less importantly on me. So we've got to be careful of not doing that to ourselves, haven't we? And like you say, just saying, you know what you've you've tried veganuary, good good on you for reducing some consumption. But you know it's it's not the same thing. It's hard to say that without sounding defensive, though, isn't it? I don't know. I say a lot to people though, <laughs> but I think I just I do it in quite a friendly way. I think, but. Um, I'm just really clear from the absolute outset. If anybody comes at me with, you know, I'm uh, I'm vegan on a Monday, or I am I'm a part time vegan, or I'm almost or whatever, and and I I will just I never just let that one lie. I'm afraid I will very smilingly <laughs> kind of point out the non secretaire within their you know what what they're saying just so that we're clear mm. you know um but it's not a criticism it's just maybe i like people to use the right words and i think donald watson would not like the term veganuary mm. being used i just don't think he would yeah it's hard isn't it because yeah. in in a sense we could be accused of being harsh gatekeepers and you know we're making it too difficult for people to feel like they can achieve something but actually i think the reason that veganism means so much to so many people is because it is a profound thing it's a serious thing it's life and yeah. death for billions of sentient beings innocent sentient beings and actually living your life in a way that seeks to exclude harming them and infringing on their liberties that's a bloody serious thing like so yeah we are going to make it clear what that involves and also when it's being wrongly conflated with something else and sorry if that makes it too hard for you to join the club but actually it's a really serious thing and actually very little in life that is profound and is worth aspiring to is easy 
Absolutely. So, Absolutely. so if it's hard, if it takes several attempts, if it means temporarily or maybe even permanently falling out with a few people over, hopefully not. But if, if that's what happens in order to make this important and profound thing happen for you and hopefully those around you, then yeah, that's <laughs> sorry, but that's kind of the way it's got to be. Like I say, hope, hopefully it doesn't involve those things. But personally, it sounds like you're of the <laughs> same inclination, Julie. Like, I'd rather that than water down what this really important thing means. And it's not about the fact that oh, it's yeah. that it's important to me or it's important to you. It's fundamentally, yeah. it's important to the innocent animals who are suffering and losing their lives yeah. because that's yeah. not the dominant culture, isn't it? Ob obviously, like people will make a, a straw man of the fact that Oh, people! People are being too harsh. They're they're gatekeeping. They're they're making it too difficult for for people to to try veganism. You know what's what's the problem? But it's it's important we stick to our guns here. It, well, if it's well, it's them that's making it difficult. They are putting themselves in the way of compassion and selflessness. But nobody who is part of any particular group of people wants someone who is not part of that group to call themselves part of that group when they are not you know there there is a certain reason why you know a vegan is different from a non-vegan and and that's why there is the word and so yeah let's just even if it is just getting the words right i think that it just keeps the the whole kind of concept clear and understandable for people i just don't want the waters muddied for people because ultimately what suffers is the cause and that can't happen really because lives are at stake here so yeah i'm an animal rights activist as well as a vegan and i i don't mess with my words <laughs> <laughs> or, or anything and and i don't kind of keep silent when other people do so yeah but it's fine if people are being plant-based it's reducing demand and I will I have friends who do that you know and they do it in a way that you would expect and it tends to happen about January time you know it kind of fades away with the new year's resolutions mm. and um, and I know when people that I know start kind of sidling up to me and quizzing me a little bit about, you know, what I eat and don't eat and all the rest of it. I can tell it's not about the animals. Mm. I can tell it's because they're thinking, you know, Julie eats like a horse. Yet <laughs> she never puts on a pick of weight. What is she doing? You know, um, how is she managing that? So yeah, there, there's a, there is that. And, Sometimes I go along with it to a certain extent because I'm desperate for people to stop abusing and killing animals. Yeah. So I will explain to them about the whole thing about um, dairy products and the the casein of morphs and the addiction and you know how it feeds the craving and all the rest of it because of the compounds in there that um, encourage the calf to keep on going once it's latched on and things like that. I'll terrify them with how addictive. <laughs> be with dairy but it's because i want the animals to be okay in this world more than 
I think I can put into words. It means more to me than anything I can think of, really. So, Really wise words there, Julie. I really like what you've said there. And that's probably a really nice point to, to round things off on. So obviously lots to discuss, lots of potential issues that we could continue in a, in a further episode of Vegan Talk if we wanted to, but let's leave things there for now. So a question for all of you listening right now. Do you know anyone who has done Veganuary or a similar challenge? How have you responded? Maybe it was yourself that did Veganuary. What what tips, what pitfalls that we didn't mention exist for not just the people doing Veganuary, but the, the vegans who are observing or nearby when someone does it? Has anything we've said rubbed you completely up the wrong way? Do get in touch with us. We would love to hear your thoughts. Yes, we love carrying on the discussion with all of you listening and on our listener mailbag shows. Enough of the falafel at gmail.com is our email address and we're on Insta, TikTok and Facebook at Enough of the Falafel. That's right. And we'd love to hear your views on next week's discussion topic where myself, Tom and Kate will be discussing Earthling Ed's new book called How to Argue with a Meat Eater and Win Every Time. That is, of course, if you don't have Julie's photo reel of horrific (laughs) things being done to to animals, because that's obviously the main way to win such arguments. That will be in your podcast feed, (laughs) the episode, not Julie's pictures, um, will be in your podcast feed on Thursday morning UK time. Remember, as well as that, our weekly news chat, Vegan Week, drops every Monday and throughout Veganuary, we've got our Going Vegan series dropping three episodes a week on Wednesdays, Fridays and Sundays. If indeed you are doing Veganuary, just massive, massive thumbs up for giving this a go and the, like we've said in our discussion, reducing that consumption of, of, of animal products like every every single meal that that's happening is is a fantastic step and a fantastic victory. So keep it up and who knows, you'll be hard-nosed animal rights activists like julie and myself one day perhaps if that's what you're into it's up to you (laughs) yes and those vegan shows are of course a brilliant resource for anyone you know who's trying veganuary as well as being generally fun listening for anyone who's gone through a vegan transition themselves right thanks everyone for listening if you've liked the show do share it with your friends, especially all those who are doing Veganuary, and give us a review if you haven't done so already. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Going Vegan. Until then, I've been Julie. And I've been Anthony, and you've been listening to Vegan Talk from Enough of the Falafel. Mm-hmm.